0: Episode 38 features the head coaches of Ennis and Athens High School, Sam and Zach Harrell. The Harrells discuss their family's history in football, their coaching philosophies and foundational values, their dynamic offensive philosophies, and tips for coaches who aspire to coach their children. Finally, both coaches look into the future and discuss what the future has in store for their coaching careers and lives outside of football. The Harrells are one of the great football families in our game today, and having them as guests on our program was a great privilege. Don't forget to check out our website at IGFootballCoach.com for all our blog posts and podcast episodes. Also, it'd be much appreciated if you'd leave us a review on iTunes to help grow and show our program to others. This episode of Intentionally Grounded is brought to you by GoRoute. GoRoute brings practice efficiency into the 21st century with on-field digital risk coaches. Trusted at practices by more than 350 high schools and 30-plus FBS and FCS teams, GoRoute allows coaches to instantly send scout cards and installs to players so they can stay up-temple all practice without the need for binders or managing multiple huddles. Compatible with all major play drawing systems and hand-drawn cards, GoRoute teams routinely double or triple their practice reps daily. If you value practice time and want the best preparation, then you need to go no scout cards with GoRoute. Learn more at www.goroute.com. That is G-O-R-O-U-T com, or by emailing at sales at goroute.com, or you can call the phone number at 866-777-1448. Episode 13 of Season 2 of Intentionally Grounded with Coaches Zach and Sam Harrell starts now. Coach, introduce yourself to our audience and tell us what got you into coaching.
1: Well, I'm Sam Harrell. I'm a high school football coach in Ennis, Texas, uh, been coaching for about 38 years now, and uh, well, I guess really what got me in it was my dad was a high school football coach, and then I played at a a town in in Texas that maybe not everyone uh, up north is familiar with, but in Texas, Brownwood was a back in the 60s and 70s. A, a, famous football place with a famous football coach named gordon wood probably the icon of texas football coaches and i played for coach wood at brownwood and he had a big influence on me and so you just kind of ran football and football family all your life i really didn't think i was going to be a football coach when i was younger but as you kept growing up you thought well that's that's really all you've ever been around so i guess that's what i'll
2: do (laughs) I'm Zach Carroll. I'm the uh, athletic director, head football coach in Athens, uh, Texas. Uh, it's a 4A school in East Texas. Uh, I've been there about seven weeks, uh, so fairly new to the, to the job. Uh, you know, you ask about what got me into coaching. Uh, you know, I joke with people all the time and tell them uh, I really didn't even know there was another profession out there. Uh, I thought coaching was all like, – that, that's all I ever thought. Never even thought about doing anything else. I grew up in a coaching family. Uh, my grandfather was a coach. My father was a coach. Uh, both my brothers are coaches. So, you know, that's that's what I grew up around. When I since I I could, you know, three four years old, I was I was in the field house, always around it, uh, and that's just kind of natural, uh, you know, natural occupation for me. And that's always what I wanted to do. My dad used to say all the time. Uh, you know, I can't believe they paid me to do this job. Uh, and so, anyway, that, that's kind of how I feel. I've been coaching for uh, – this is my 15th year. Uh, and, you know, it, I enjoy it every day. Coach, you've been fortunate to coach your sons and coach against them throughout your career. Uh, what has that experience been like for you, and what advice would you give fathers who aspire to coach their own children?
1: Well, it really was. It was a joy, you know, and, and I, I'll be honest with you, it, it – uh, because as I said, my dad was a, a high school football coach, and and I had an older brother, and and uh, when my older brother went through, and it wasn't because of a relationship between my dad and my brother, but just just the town people, and we'd we'd been in this town nearly all our life. We lived there twenty years. My dad did, and and coached there twenty years, and but when my brother went through, there was just some tension, and you know. Uh, Oh, he's just playing because he's the coach's son and this and that. And, and he wasn't a quarterback. He wasn't a star. He just played, you know, it wasn't like a big deal. And, but still, there was some just kind of negative. And so I was younger and I saw some of that. And and so when I was reaching the level of my boys getting close, I, I had some, you know, anxiety a little bit of, man, I, you know, that was my only experience of a coach and a, and a son, you know, what's in my brother. I guess i've got to tell about mine by by the time i got to play high school dad stepped down as the head coach and and uh, and and we moved and and so he still coached but he wasn't my coach and so he and i didn't go through that together and, and so when mine were coming through i didn't you know i had like said a little anxiety but it was just a great experience we and and, and i have to be honest we were we were really fortunate
0: Coach, you've coached at Ennis for over 15 years now, and have accumulated a great deal of success, including three state championships. What about the community of Ennis has made the place so special to you, and what would you credit for the successful longevity of the football program?
1: Well, it's just uh, it, it it had some football uh, Ennis had some football tradition uh, long ago back in the 70s, and and then they went through this dry spell, and when we came here in the late nineties, mid nineties, late nineties. It it wasn't a real good place. And, but once it kind of got rolling again, it just, man, the community just really rallies behind it and and they love coming out and supporting it and coming to games. And uh, so it's, and it's a one school community, you know, so it's, there's no allegiances that are split or anything. And everybody, uh, little, little kids grow up and want to be in his lines, you know? And so, it's fun watching, because uh, when we when when we started, when we got here and started playing and playing well. We were always in shotgun, and and so you could see little kids going around, and you'd see them playing in the yard. They were in our shotgun formation and stuff, and and <laughs> things like that. So that was kind of a neat deal. And anyway, it's a good community uh, that that really supports football, and kids grow up like you know, wanting to be uh, like I said, wanting to be in his line. So. Uh, and it helps being only one school in the community. So,
0: Coach, your offensive system has been a no-huddle spread variation that you started using in the late 1990s. Uh, describe the transition and challenges you faced running the spread in the late 90s when it was less common than it was today.
1: Yeah, it was. We were, here in Texas, we were one of the first, you know, especially to go no-huddle uh, and, and spread every snap, you know, we once we... And and we kind of made the change in in 1999, and and we just had a, we had a quarterback that it fit real well, and uh, and we had we we had kids that uh, fit those outside and slot receiver types that uh, may, maybe weren't good enough to be a, or or built to be a running back, but they still kids that just need to touch the ball, you know, and every time they touched it, they make something good happen, so. We had to find a way to get those guys some touches, you know, and so uh, we 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 had our the, how the transition took place. We we had what we call our gun offense, and we would jump into it, you know, in our at the end of the half or end of the game, two minute situation, you know, and and uh, when we had this quarterback, uh, every every time we jumped in, it, something good happened. I mean, it was good because it spread them out and also. He would throw at somebody, or he'd take off running, and and, uh, and and we finally got smart enough to say, you know, why are we only doing this two minutes every game? Why don't we do this the whole game? You know, and so we we finally decided to just say, hey, let's just do it. Let's start the game that way instead of end the game that way. And uh, and, and he O'Neill Peterson was his name, and he just did really well in it. Like I said, we had guys that uh, that, that helped getting some touches out there on the outside. And so that was kind of the beginning of it and of just being in every snap, you know, from, from that point on, we, we probably went about 12 years of never taking a snap underneath center and, uh, you know, not 12 games or 12 years, you know, we we never took a snap under center for all those years. And, And, and that's just what, our our kids and you know it really fit you know we always had some slot receivers that were really little water bug type kids that could really make things happen in open field and and we had receivers on the outside that could make big plays and quarterbacks that did well and so it it fit us well and uh and of course it helped you know for for five of those years uh the quarterbacks were uh graham and clark two of my sons and and they just were around at all times so you kind of that that was helpful to have to have your quarterback in your house every day you know you could <laughs> kind of get a little extra coaching in that way but because they uh for five years in a row Graham gram played uh started as a sophomore and in fact that's the year he's, he started his sophomore season and we went 16 and 0 and won state championship and and then he started two more years, and then Clark came after him. And uh, so, like I said, we had it, – it was helpful having quarterbacks uh, handy of it. The-
0: Coach, you've spent most of your early years as an offensive coordinator at various high schools running a variation of a spread offense. How would you describe your offensive system to a person who's never seen it before?
2: Yeah, sir, uh, well I- – First thing that we do is, uh, you know, we're going to be in a, a ten personnel set uh, most of the time. Uh, so most of the time, we're going to have four receivers on the field, uh, and then and we're trying to spread the defense out and get the ball out of our hand as fast as possible and get the ball into space. Uh, we're big, quick, big, quick game team, big screen team, uh, trying to again just utilize the space on the football field and put our Put the football in our athletes' hands uh, and find ways to get as many kids involved with within the offense as possible.
0: And coach, within that offense, what are some of the, your core quick game concepts that you use? And then, what are some of your teaching points you use to make them successful?
2: Right. Uh, you know, the prior top, you know, as far as schemes go, prior top schemes are uh, double flying concept, uh, and then you know we're, we're big what a lot of people call HBO, uh, you know, speed out, speed out to the slot. Uh, We're a big HBO team. Uh, And then we're also, as far as teaching goes, uh, you know, I think what we do that makes us successful is we spend, like like a lot of successful spread teams, we spend a ton of time with our quarterbacks. Uh, And we, you know, playing quarterback for us is, you know, pretty much a, uh, you know, a year-round commitment. So those those kids have to you know constantly uh, find better ways to better themselves and uh, make sure that they know the that they know the offense almost as well as we do. Uh, and so we spend a lot of time with our quarterbacks and spend a lot of time teaching our quarterbacks uh, footwork and our drops. Uh, and you know, as far as you know, our reads and stuff, we we try to make the the reads, and the reading defense is as simple for our kids as we can. Uh, and I, I think that's where we're a little different. We try to put it more uh, on us uh, and try to take the thinking out as much as we can from the kids uh, and just let them rely on the fundamentals that we've taught them uh, and then get out there their employees.
0: Uh, coach, like we've talked about earlier, you, you've had – Uh, many years of experience as an offensive coordinator and and now are transitioning into the head coaching role. So what aspects of being a coordinator have helped you prepare to be a head coach?
2: Yeah, I think the first thing is, you know, when you are an offensive coordinator, and like I said, I've been an offensive coordinator nine nine years in three different schools. uh, And when you are, you know, you're in charge of the offense and you're in charge of the offensive coaches uh, and how you run your practice and, uh, you know, and how you game plan and how you divvy out duties on the weekends. Uh, and so, you know, probably the biggest experience for being office quarter that's been vital to me is, you know, managing staff. Uh, and although I didn't manage the whole staff, I managed, you know, the offensive side of the ball. So, uh, I had a lot of experience doing that. Uh, and so, you know, that's probably the number one thing that's got me ready as far as on the offensive coordinator side to get me ready for this role
0: and what's been the biggest adjustment for you so far in the head coaching role obviously it's only been about seven weeks for you but still yeah, in the early, early part here what are some of those biggest adjustments for you
2: well probably you know the biggest thing at this point is, you know, I, I, like i said earlier i've been coaching 15 years uh and really the main part of my job in the 15 years has been coaching football uh so i i've sat down in this seat for seven weeks and uh you know, and because I'm an athletic director as well. Uh, and so coaching football has, at a lot of times isn't what occupies your day. Uh, and so, you know, getting adjusted to, uh, you know, how to manage, uh, because I'm still the head coach of the football program. So how to manage the time between, uh, football and all the other duties, uh, that come along that. But the great thing is that's helped me in that area is they already have. Some my of top, my top three guys were able to come early. Uh, and so I've planned uh, another my brother, uh, Clark, is going to be our offensive coordinator. Uh, and so I, I got somebody, you know, that I can trust that can help me with the football side. So I've been able to, you know, a lot my time day-to-day over, you know, over all the athletic programs. So.
0: Coach, if you had to describe your culture that you've created for your football program, what are some of the big things that you emphasize with your kids year in and year out?
1: Well, we talk about team a bunch, you know, we talk about, uh, team is, is, is more important than me, you know, and, and there's no, no I in team and all that stuff you've heard. Well, that, those are, you know, easy words to talk about, but, uh, you know, we, we, we just really emphasize that and, uh, it's amazing what can happen when, when no one cares who gets the credit, you know, and, and, and you think about team more than you do yourself and, so that's big and family which is kind of along with that you know we we, we talk about family and, uh, and, and and our family those those letters uh, stand for forget about me I love you you know and uh, so that's that, that spells out that and, and and so we we talk about that you know we, we just stress that a bunch and, and doing things right you know that's another uh, big thing you know, just do right. You know, and and, and our do right. We remind them that, uh, that that applies everywhere you go, whether you're in the classroom or downtown or out eating or whatever else. You know, just do right. You know, and you'll find out that things go a lot easier when you when you do that. And so, uh, we we try to stress those things and remind them of that. And obviously, sometimes get these kids, we know they're not all going to end up being football players one day. They're going to end up being Dads and husbands and employers and employees, and so we want to be good, good dads and good husbands and good employees. So we we just talk to them about those things pretty pretty often.
0: In, in terms of your your football program at Athens, what are some of the core principles you hope to install within your program?
2: Right. Well, the first thing is you know we're going to teach. Our kids, and that's why I told them the first day I got there, uh, is we're going to do things right, and we're going to do things right in everything we do, uh, whether it be on the football field, whether it be in the classroom, uh, whether it be on the weekends. You know, we expect you to do right, and when you do, uh, there'll be accountability for those things. Uh, but other than doing right, we're also going to teach our our kids are going to be extremely uh, mentally tough, uh, and we're going to try to through our off-season programs, put them in difficult situations uh, as much as we can and put them in situations that they can succeed. Uh, So, you know, once we get to the fall, once we get to Friday night, then, you know, it's easy at that point because of the situations we put them in throughout the year. Uh, So mental toughness is a big thing with us. And, you know, not only for football, uh, you know, I believe – and our coaches believe that you know our job in our football program is not only prepare them for the fall for Friday nights, but is to prepare them to be uh, extremely successful uh, men uh, and fathers and husbands. Uh, and so, a lot of the values, you know, mental toughness uh, also helps you be a better man. Uh, and so, a lot of the values that we believe in are going to you know help help our kids when they get out of high school when they getting to college and when they get into their jobs and again, when they get married and have kids, all those things. So after mental toughness, the next, the next big thing about us is we're going to teach, we're going to instill in our kids how to be, you know, how to be great teammates uh, and how to not be about yourself, but be about, uh, be about the people lining up beside you, be about the pe- people that are working with you every day uh, and how, again, to, You know, because the world tells you, hey, it's about you. It's about you. Uh, But we want to build selfless young men. Uh, And, again, all all these lessons is why I think football is so important uh, because, you know, these lessons can't be taught in a lot of things we do, but football teaches these lessons. Uh, So, you know, I can know I kind of bounced around there, but those are three of the top things off the top of my head. Uh, Doing things right, which is pretty broad. Uh, and then being mentally tough and uh, being great teammates are three things that we're really going to focus on on a on a daily basis.
0: And coach football is obviously in your family, and you've referred back to you know your father being a coach and your grandfather, and then also your brothers. How have your dad uh, and brothers influenced your development and philosophy as a coach?
2: Well, I think a lot, you know, because again, you know, to start with my dad, you know, if. If it weren't for my dad, I probably wouldn't be coaching. You know, if my dad would have been a banker or a, a plumber or, you know, doctor or anything else, then I probably wouldn't have gotten into coaching. Uh, because, again, that, that's all I ever knew. That's all I ever was around. Uh, and I and I saw the impact that he had on young men and the way he changed kids' lives. Uh, and that, that's really why I got into coaching. Uh, so, you know, he, he started – uh, my development, no doubt. And then, you know, then again, with all the success he's had, uh, you know, I don't know how many times in the 15 years I've been coaching, I've picked up the phone and, you know, especially, you know, from an X and O standpoint or even a program standpoint, said, so, Hey dad, how, what, what do y'all do here? Uh, and so he's, he's helped me a lot. I've learned a lot from him, uh, you know our terminology isn't the same, uh, but you know a lot of the things that I do are because of you know what he's done. And as far as my brothers go, you know me and my like I've already alluded to earlier, my youngest brother Clark, uh, we coached together in Sweetwater uh, when I was offense coordinator there, and he coached receivers there for me. Uh, and so we've coached together before, and the system that he The system we ran, Sweetwater's system, uh, other places he's gone uh, since that time, he's implemented. And so we're kind of on the same track as far as implementing things go uh, and what we believe offensively and terminology and all those things. And then Graham, uh, like I said, you know, Graham is a great resource uh, because he's been very successful everywhere he's been. uh, And – you know, he, he's he been in a lot of different places uh, and a lot of different worlds, uh, you know, as far as football goes. And so the information that he has is uh, – he has a lot of information. He's done ways a lot of different things. Like he's done things a lot of different ways. And so I, I lean on him a lot. If I'm, you know, looking for ideas, looking for new things to implement, uh, He he's helped me a lot in those, those areas. So, you know, we, we all – kind of collaborate, talk, uh, as, as much as we can, uh, because again, I, I think this in the coaching world, uh, you know, yeah, you're going to have your base beliefs, but you always have to be growing and you always got to be looking for ways, uh, you know, to implement more things and to stay ahead of the curve, uh, cause that's what defenses are doing. Uh, so if, if you're not trying to find ways to get better and trying to find ways to, uh, make your teams better, then I think you're going to get left behind. So I I feel like i got a great resource in, you know, all three, of both my brothers and my dad. And like I said, that, that's been pretty big for me.
0: And, Coach, as we kind of wrap things up here a little bit, uh, kind of looking into the future, but also kind of maybe your opportunity to talk to the community and the players and the fans at Athens, uh, what can those groups of individuals expect from a Zach Harrell-led program this season and then in, in years to come?
2: Right. You know, and again, I've already mentioned it earlier, but I'll, I'll, the first thing is, again, you know, I think you're going to look out there and you're going to see a team that's going to do things right. Uh, and that's going to be extremely well-coached on both sides of the football. You know, I, I think any teams that I've been able to coordinate or that I've been involved with, you know, you you can look out there and say, man, they, they know what they're doing. Those kids are in the right place. Those kids are uh, – you know, well coached. And so we're gonna be extremely well coached and then we're gonna play extremely hard. Uh and you know that that's just gonna be a expectation that we have and an ex, and a expectation that we're able to meet because of our off season programs and because of how hard we work. Uh and because like I said, it, it kind of goes back to the core values I talked about earlier. Because it's not going to be about, you know, the individual kid is going to be about the teams. Uh, and so we're going to play extremely hard, uh, do things right, be extremely well-coached, uh, and that's, you know, that, that's kind of the standard we're going to expect to have uh, every year that we put our football team out there.
0: Coach, you've battled multiple sclerosis for the better past part of the past 15 years and have seen great strides in your recovery. How has MS changed the way you approached your life in coaching?
1: Well, it had a huge impact obviously. Uh, you know, we were, we were just going along right here and in this and everything was great. We, we won state, ten- we won another state in uh, 2004. So, boy, you know, that's kind of a roller coaster thing. And that roller coaster was at the very top or we just won state and you thought the greatest thing. And, and then, uh, it was just a few months after that state championship that I was diagnosed with MS and, uh, and at first, it didn't really affect me, uh, so I thought, shoot, you know, this isn't gonna, it, this, this disease affects some people. It's not gonna affect me. You know, that's what I thought. You know, being that tough coach mentality. Well, it didn't take long for it to start affecting me, and so from 2005 to 2010, I I went downhill pretty fast. And by 2010, I I couldn't walk on my own, and so I was carting out of a golf cart and couldn't could barely even get out of the golf cart and, and, and make it to the field house. And i, mean, I had help to have to help do that. And so it, by 2010, I, I decided to retire, you know, and, and I was uh, sitting at home, uh, sitting at home thinking I'd never coach again. Cause I didn't ever think I'd walk again, walk on my own cause I wasn't walking on my own. I had a walker at the house. It was probably about at the point about six months away from a wheelchair and Anyway, about that time, I found out about stem cells, uh, and so I, I, I went I took five trips to uh, Panama uh, to get stem cell treatments, and and it it was after the third treatment that uh, I started getting better, and I went fourth and fifth time, and anyway, by by 2000 and I guess it was 13 by 2013 I could. I could walk again. I could coach again. I could do, I could get out in the sun again because the sun used to just kill you uh, with that MS. And, and so I, uh, I started coaching again and I was coaching a, a private school actually and, uh, and was enjoying it. And, and then just, just last year, the, the, my wife and I, we still lived in, Ennis. we still lived in the same house. And anyway, the head job here reopened, uh, so they offered me jobs, but anyway, now now I'm back at Ennis after that uh, about eight year uh, eight year absence, and uh, so anyway, when you when you find yourself getting to do all that again, you know you're just really grateful, and you feel like uh, I often feel like the luckiest guy in the world, you know, get the just the fact that I'm walking again and coaching again, coaching in Ennis again, and the people of Ennis, it was a big Uh, when I went to Panama uh, for stem cells the first treatment was going to cost $40,000. Well I didn't have $40,000 and uh, and the people of Ennis had a big fundraiser for me a big auction type thing and and actually there were two of us that went and and, uh, and so they they raised money for us to go and and so the people of Ennis have been really good to me and good uh, part of my Part of my big part of my recovery, you know, and so it's it's a pretty special place, you know, to get to come back and coach now, come back and coach there and uh, be be part of the community again. And uh, and so, you know, you when you look when you look at it that way, you know, sometimes you uh, this last year, you know, we lost five games, and you know, that boy, golly, you hate to be five and five, and and uh, you think, well. well no, you know, my 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 perspective on that at all changed because uh, that wasn't all about just wins. It's about hey, man, you get you you get to coach still again. You know, you could be sitting at home uh, using that walker, you know. And so, you're just very thankful and very grateful that uh, you, you get this opportunity to do it. And so, it's been a uh, it's been a really crazy, but, but enjoyable journey.
0: The last question we have is we have a tradition here on our show. Um, that kind of asks a question that has really nothing to do with football whatsoever, but it is helps us get to know you as an individual. And that is if you had a walk-up song as a professional baseball player or a professional wrestler, what would your (laughs) walk-up song be? And you got to tell us why.
2: (laughs) That's a tough one. Uh, I'm not a big song guy. Uh, so I'm going to have a hard time. Uh, let me think. Well it'd probably be a and again you're gonna have to forgive me because i may I don't really know song titles, but it'd probably be you know Pat Green is my favorite artist uh y'all probably don't even know who that is but that's <laughs> he's a he's a Texas country guy uh and he he tried to make nash he tried to make it big a little bit but uh he got a little big for a short time but it would probably be Pat Green's song, and probably be something about Texas. Uh, he has a couple songs about Texas, uh, just because I feel, you know, i kind of talking to me. You can tell I'm, I'm pretty country, uh, and so, you know, just because I'm all about Texas, and I, I love Texas football, and I love everything Texas has to offer. So, probably be a song by him. Some, you know, I think he has one called like "I Like Texas" uh, and the reasons why he likes Texas. Uh, so that's. That's probably what it would be.
1: Well, as, as I shared with you a little bit of my journey uh, of, of of being of a roller coaster, going up and being down, and, and then also when you have MS, you think you'll never get to uh, get to walk again or get to coach again, or, and and so it was really when I hit that, it was like a death in the family. But uh, anyway, I just held on to my faith uh, that that. Uh, that something good would happen out of this. And I didn't know what it was at that stage, but now that I find myself where I am, I, it's just that, that walking by faith is huge. And so when I hear that song by Jeremy camp, I, uh, I just feel like that's all that, that is my theme song, you know, and, and I'm just grateful for, for the good Lord and and, and how he used himself to smile on me, you know, and, and I'm so grateful that he gave me an opportunity to keep coaching. And so I'm just going uh, to, Keep walking by faith as Jeremy Camp sings.
0: If you found this podcast helpful, please leave a review on iTunes and help grow our program with others.